Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the JT and Big O podcast. We are your host, Video Geek JT, and Ryan Big O'Regan. How are you doing, my friend? I am sore and just, as you can see, very um, overwhelmed, I guess would probably be the word for it. Overwhelmed? <laughs> overwhelmed. Uh, not, not necessarily with, you know, just the stuff that's going on in society right now, but, um, for anyone that's actually watching the video of this, you can tell that half of my room, uh, my studio here is run over by wood, lots of wood. Uh, that's because run I'm, over with wood. I, it, it's my futon that I had in my living room and I am not good at measuring so this thing does not fit in the room just yet. So I apologize for the uh, aesthetic. If that misses with anybody, if you're missing any of the posters, any of the things in the corner, sorry. Um, I will try to have it looking better by next episode. But until then, yes, I do look like I'm living out of a garage. Seriously, Big O, look at the incredible setup I have here. And you're going to just have that mess behind you. How dare you? How dare you, sir? <laughs> I dare to be different. All right? I'm not like those other professional podcasters. I'm unique in the fact that I don't know what I'm doing. I, I don't think that's that unique in the world of podcasting. <laughs> oh, I mean, we shouldn't be throwing shade, but it's true. Hey, I, you know what? For all the times we've had trouble with our microphones, I've, I've been listening to a podcast who I, I like the people involved with it, but their podcast has been going over 10 years and I despise their audio. So I think everyone's just consistently learning or not learning at all. Well, no, but that proves the point that all people say about this sort of stuff. That's not necessarily the setup. It's about the content and yes. content has people that, you know, regardless of how it looks or how it sounds, if people enjoy it, they enjoy it, which actually kind of drags us into today's episode to an extent because given everything that's going on in this past couple of weeks and with everything still stemming from the pandemic and the uh, entertainment news sphere that we are usually accustomed to has been lacking because of recent events, uh, we're actually going to call an audible and we're going to dedicate this episode to a single subject that we both are going to just Really let it fly. Let, let, let the shit hit the fan and see what spatters off. Probably not the best terminology to use when uh, opening up to an episode about food. Well, enough food and drink. Uh, okay. and certainly Again, neither one of them. Everyone's related to, and Lord knows if you drink the wrong stuff, shit will hit the fan. So it, it segues. Uh, it gets yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, this is a good start. So... <laughs> So yes, uh, as uh, Ryan referenced in a few episodes back, we are somewhat bigger gentlemen. We know our our delights, and uh, so this episode we're going to discuss a few of them. Well, not to mention we've kind of almost leaded to this in previous episodes, whether it be the uh, Rowan Co. liquor that I got for my birthday, or the um, bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches that I got the other episode that I went and ran for and decided to bring back, and then that led you to talking about your food, and it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, regardless of what's going on, food and drink are two of those things that are almost universally accepted 
regardless of who you are, regardless of where you are, there's always something that you can go ahead and nosh on or chug back that's going to make you feel better, feel good, that helps body, helps soul. So it's a, it's a good thing to really focus on. So this way we're not necessarily getting ourselves in any trouble with anything. I think, uh, yeah, and uh, for this, uh, the duration of this pandemic, that has been a comfort thing, has been food, though uh, looking at my body my whole life, uh, comfort has come from food. Um, but uh, yeah, for most of the pandemic, I was uh, trying new meals from uh, fresh uh, chicken fingers, uh, uh, fish, and all this other stuff. And then when things started to improve and the restaurants started opening, started to, got to enjoy my Taco Bell again, my Wendy's again, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So wait, was, you were starting off by enjoying like fresh chicken and fish, yeah. and then the minute the restaurants opened up, it's like fast food. Yeah, oh yeah, here I go. oh yeah. You, the first time I had a taco from Taco Bell in months, which was uh, Cinco de Mayo, I was like, oh my god, I miss you so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, you you say it like that, and it gets to like that Homer Simpson place where it's like you know, uh, if you know, I think it was beer uh, he was missing at one point. It's like. Uh, teacher mother secret lover when he was like you know embracing it again no that that, that was tv oh that was, was tv teacher mother secret lover to be fair he could say it about anything but he could he could he says him about well just about most stuff but yeah my, mine was uh grilled steak soft tacos from taco bell followed soon by wendy which by the way uh the minute that the restaurant started uh going up again i noticed uh Maybe this isn't true for all of them, but at least for Wendy's, I've seen like lines going all the way around the store. Wendy's is really doing good in this pandemic, I think. They, they were. Um, it's funny that you mentioned Wendy's and Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, I. All right. Do you want me to talk, uh, be the one to touch on this topic? Because everyone has it wrong. Um. I mean, we, we are talking about the same thing about the little controversy that came out this past week, yes? Yes, we are. Okay. And again, and everyone's kind of got this wrong. I don't have all the information in front of me, but for those who don't understand, there was a, a post that went out recently saying that $400,000 was donated to the Donald Trump uh, presidential campaign by a CEO who owns Wendy's, Taco Bell, and Pizza Hut. However, this is where they kind of got things wrong. In, in the world of business, uh, those stores are called franchises. For those who don't understand what a franchise is, it means that basically someone can actually buy their own Wendy's or McDonald's or Burger King restaurant. Like there's the corporation that owns the branding and everything, but then they lease that out to people to open up their own. So a Burger King in New Jersey might not be owned by the same person who has a Burger King in uh, California because multiple people own them. In this case scenario, the people who donated this money to Donald Trump was not the actual owner of Wendy's or Taco Bell or of Pizza Hut. They, they were just CEO. They were they were the CEO of a company that owned multiple restaurant franchises and the company is called moy moy uh either moy restaurants or moy food or something like that um and yeah of course that, that's the three franchises they pr pretty much run are wendy's taco bell and pizza hut but that's not every wendy's location not every taco bell location not every pizza hut location it's only certain locations mostly here on the east coast so don't don't start trying to 
like, oh, I can't eat at Wendy's anymore because they support something I don't like. That It's not true. It doesn't stand for the company as a whole. Continue to support Wendy's. Continue to support Taco Bell. Continue to support Pizza Hut. If you want to kind of stick it to the, this person because of uh, where they donated their money, just look up where their, where their franchises are and feel free to avoid those ones. So this is a completely separate situation than, say, like Chick-fil-A and their uh, donations to anti-LGBTQ stuff. That is correct. Um, with uh, Chick-fil-A, the owners of the branding, the actual owners of Chick-fil-A, their owner, uh, our CEO, I forget if it was CEO or the actual owner, they're the ones who donated the money to anti-LGBTQ uh, uh, organizations. So that, that one, you can hate them as a whole. But then again, if you really <laughs> think about it, uh, even going further than that, you know, there are, they're a franchise too. So there's a lot of uh, individual owners who own their Chick-fil-A's. And to my understanding, a number of them are actually uh, in support of uh, LGBTQ rights. So it, again, it's one of those things when you get into franchises, it starts getting a little bit muddled. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, I guess your politics are always going to be separate from, you know, certain interests. And yeah, if you like the food, it's going to be hard for you to say no, especially with these kinds of brands, because it's different from like McDonald's. Because McDonald's, I think, usually gets like bad press about their food regardless. Oh, yeah. Um, and that and that's the real sad thing about some of these companies like Chick-fil-A. I hate the fact that like it's it, you can't support them for something because of what they're doing but at the same time they have some of the better food of any of the other food franchises they have the better workers the better environment the fresher food it's like soft serve what? ice cream cones is just great <laughs> <laughs> it's like why do you have to be evil oh like, and well, that frozen lemonade oh my god that frozen lemonade so good and it, a company like Mc... day like it was last day and but, a company like i forget what company was in full support and it's like yeah, but I hate your food, and I don't yeah. want to eat. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess there's a benefit to like there only being the one Chick Fil A in the area because then it's not like it's not pounding me in the face. Or it's like you, you want, you know, you want it, just go and get it. It's like no, 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 I'm not traveling all the way down there. Fuck that. I'll go to the places that are like possibly evil, but are closer. They actually are expanding now. There is a, I know at least one new store opening up uh, for the New Jersey people here in the South Plainfield area, but. And actually, uh, speaking about food, um, oh man, I always forget the name of uh, this place, but all my friends are really into it. it is a, it's actually a franchise from, I want to say South Korea, but I'm probably very wrong about that. Jo I think it's called Jolly Bees. Jolly Bees? Jolly Bee. Yep, that's it. Um, oh, Philippines. They're, for, they're headquarters in the Philippines. So yeah, this is a uh, this is another franchise that's just starting to make its way into the United States, and they're mostly well known, from my understanding, for their uh, their chicken. And there is a franchise that just recently opened up here in Edison, New Jersey. So and the line has been crazy. I haven't gotten anywhere near the place, so I don't know what they taste like yet. But apparently, uh, they're supposed to be a die for. Uh, uh, maybe I shouldn't have said that line because my next example was going to be to use uh, what's the name of the uh, that chef that unfortunately took his life a few years ago. Oh, uh, Anthony Bourdain. 
Yeah, Anthony Bourdain. He uh, he actually in an episode of uh, of his show, I can't remember what it is, like Destination Something. Um, he actually that was the one fast food restaurant he went to to show off their food. Mm. Well, no, I mean to, you know recognize the man for you know the show and the talents he had, sure, but um, I mean I, he his name will come up again in the show because I do have another reference to him in regards to food. Yeah, uh, my whole thing is, considering we were just talking about the political landscape of fast food restaurants, and then you're telling me about a chain that's directly from the Philippines, uh, what are their policies on child and sex trafficking? Uh, Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. There's no good way about it. Is any gigantic corporation not evil? Ah, I don't think so. I, I think if you want to get to the top, you're going to have to slit a few throats. That, that's business ethics. That's all it is. And I, I, I know you're the business major and everything, but I mean, that's why I don't think we've gone ahead and like struck, uh, you know, 100 million subscribers because we're not cutthroat to do anything that would be harmful to any audience or any other podcast to really get to that point. But aside from that... Food. <laughs> All right. So I was talking about Anthony Bourdain. Uh, so I'll bring up one other thing about him. Uh, I I only really got to see his show once he passed away because they were marathoning it. And I remember one episode, he is somewhere in France sitting in this beautiful land. Like it's just open land. He's at a like a picnic table or some, maybe not a picnic table, some sort of table. He's drinking wine, eating this really fancy food. And the only thing he goes from there is like, you know what? I'm so lucky in life because if it weren't this, I'd probably just be uh, sitting in a rest. I'll be sitting in a deli in uh, Asbury Park, New Jersey, eating a sub. And I'm like, but I like subs from Asbury Park, New Jersey. Well, I mean, I'd say as far as like Asbury Park, I can't say I've had a sub from Asbury Park, New Jersey, but certainly uh, sure food. Uh, It's one of those things that I don't know if it's because of the air or the water or what it is, but shore food always tastes different from so many other things in the world. Like you could get something at like Seaside Heights that you could get any place else, whether it be New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, the shore one always tastes more unique, not necessarily better, but certainly more unique. I have not found it to be that way. Maybe a sense of the the, the smell of the, uh, of the seawater. In, well, it's uh, not seawater. It's ocean water. The smell of the ocean water mixed with eating the food maybe gives a different sense because a sausage sandwich from Asbury Park or from Seaside Heights or from uh, Point Pleasant tastes the same for me, for me as one any other place I could get one. I think maybe it's a question of the places you've gone to. Like for myself, I know... When it comes to summertime, one of the things I always try to do during the summer is I have to go down to Seaside and I have to go to the Midway, which is that uh, little uh, cheesesteak lemonade stand in the middle mm-hmm. of the boardwalk with that it, giant it, lemon on top. Very, very iconic. Like if, uh, if you ever look at pictures of uh, the Seaside Heights boardwalk, it's one of the first things that, that come out at you. Yeah, so... Any time during the summer, I need at least I at least need one day, just one day, to go down, get my cheesesteak, get my lemonade, sit on the bench that's right next to it, and just enjoy. 
And mind you, I've had cheesesteaks at other places, but no cheesesteak tastes like a Midway cheesesteak. I'll be honest with you. In my comparison, I was thinking about Midway. Uh, again, I'm I'm sorry. It's just, they don't taste much different than many other places I've been in my life. You I'm not saying soul. they're I'm not saying they're bad. I like them. I when I go to Seaside Heights, I either go to them or they're there's actually I hate to say it. There's another one uh, a little further up the by the uh, by the uh, arcades that's actually pretty good as well. But I don't know. Again, it's, I like them. I just don't think they're unique. You do it. <laughs> He's so to pissed right now. He's so pissed. You do so service to me. <laughs> Shame on you. Shame on your family. Shame on your llama. Just, oh. Shame. Shame. Oh, Just start yeah. ringing a bell. Shame. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, uh, I had a bell. I, I mean, I do have a bell, but it's not like a ringing bell. It's like one of those little uh, bellhop bells. <laughs> I would go get it, but I would mess up the audio so bad because I'd just be doing it right here into the mic, right to your ear. Well, I, we have separate tracks now, so I could just mute you. Um, <laughs> you bastard. Uh, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, there's so many iconic places, though, that are, like, just along the shoreline itself. Like, that's the thing. We come from, like, a coastal town. Like, the places that we have is probably nothing like what you'd find over in Pennsylvania. And New York, for all of the restaurants that you find up in there, a lot of them are more city-centric. It's not necessarily, like, you know, stuff along the waterline or stuff along the coast. Shore food has its very unique flavor a sense and you could say it's maybe just the air and the water that while you're there but i i would almost wish that we could actually go ahead and do like a taste test down and next time we ever go to like the asbury studios like we did before if they were open up by that time i uh, want us to just like travel to a couple of different places down the shoreline pick up stuff and then we do like a taste test and just see whether or not there's a difference between like the shore stuff and stuff you could get anyplace else Maybe not at uh, as at uh, Shared Universe because unfortunately I believe they are closing down the Asbury Park uh, studio. Uh, well, son of a moving bitch. everything I... back to Edentown. But I am more than game to try to do something at the at one of the Jersey Shores, whether it's Point Pleasant, Seaside Heights, or Asbury Park. At one point, and we'll, we'll just... traveling that far. No, uh, <laughs> there there's some places that are I. I haven't been to Wildwood in a long time, but yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think it's worth the the, the drive down there. Cape May is what. Well, no, no, no. Uh, Cape May actually, I've heard has. I haven't gotten to try them all, but they have some good food places down there. Some that at some point I really want to check out. Like oh, I think yeah, that, I'm, I'm. I'm sure every place has like you know one or two places that's like listed on a list somewhere of like the you know the plus bases to go per county. Yeah. Um. I don't know if there's anything that's fully Jersey. Well, there, there is one place if you go down to Long Beach Island, which is even way, way far for us. Uh, but uh, down there, they have a place called Chicken and the Egg. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Chicken and the Egg, I'm familiar with. I've been there once, but I'm familiar. So if you're a fan of like buffalo wings and stuff, like your uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, Wingstop, Waker Steak, um, you can... <laughs> You said that with such chagrin. I don't... I I, I want to stick on uh, chicken and the egg real fast, but yeah, I'll get back to Quaker steak. <laughs> uh, so chicken and the egg is a is a like a small store. It's uh, only one of them, and it's all the way down Long Beach Island by the Beach Haven area. And they are they make their own sauce. It's delicious. It is worth the trip down there. And what and the, one of the best things about them is whereas with 
uh, Buffalo Wild Wings and their competitors, they'll give you like the little nuggets and put the sauce on that. They give you full-size juicy chicken fingers that they drown their sauce in. And it's like, it's delicious. I love it. And they get it from Murphy's uh, Supermarket, which is like right next door over there, if anyone's been familiar. By the way, you're talking about uh, how you like sausages from Midway and stuff like that. That is one of the places to go if you want to get it and cook it at home. It's like the same exact meat. Um, but yeah, chick- chicken and egg is definitely one of the uh, willing to go out of the way by a two-hour drive just to get them. Yeah, Which I'll to- admit, the, the time I went, it was unique because I saw that it was like, you know, when we got there, it was me and someone else. And we said, okay, we were just going to go down for that. The minute we get down there, we're finding out it's like a two-hour line wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to get into the place. So it's like, okay, well, there's the miniature golf. There's an arcade. There's stuff over there that we can do in the meantime, I suppose. But It is. It is a wait. You have to put in ahead of time for this thing. Uh, me and my ex-girlfriend now, um, we went down there and we got a reservation yeah, and we had to walk around for like two hours before we could get in to sit down to get our meal. Which I guess if you're going to make a day trip of it, it's not the worst thing in the world. Because then it's like there's at least things you can do. There's sights, there's scenes that you can go and experience if you've never been to the place before. Uh, I remember before we went in, I think it was even before we had the uh, the mini golf to buy the time. We just sat and there's a perfectly beautiful landscape uh, that's just on the horizon and you can watch uh, the sunset. It, yes. it was a very nice scene. So it's just a prime location. If you've got to go ahead and waste time before you go ahead and gorge yourself on these huge ass wings that yes, I did have to take some home. I'm usually the continent professional. If I'm getting wings, I'm having them there, but no, this place had to make me take a doggy bag. And that's how I know I was defeated. Yeah, I've done the same thing. It, it is a it is a good amount of food they give you too. Don't try to order too much, thinking like, oh, that's gonna be a small portion. No, they give you a lot. Like, just take my word for it. And uh, because we are a a media based podcast, and we have a lot of friends in the film community, I should point out this is around the area where they have the uh, the Lighthouse Film Festival every year. Mm. So if you're uh, a usual attendant of that uh, film festival that would be the time to go and check them out if you don't want to drive out of your way just to get chicken fingers. Oh, and I should point out, they have wings and stuff too, but I'm just, I'm a big fan of their chicken fingers. Oh yeah, no, they have a full menu, of course, but, you know, you you go for what makes them popular. Right. It's like, I, that's like, you know, you don't go to Taco Bell for their uh, nachos, necessarily. No, you go for the tacos, you go for the burritos, maybe a quesadilla. Now, one thing, uh, to, to just move away from them real quick, um, <laughs> one thing with uh, f- franchises, though, is sometimes if you don't have a franchise near you, you uh, kind of think they're greater than they actually are. Um, actually, Taco Bell is an example of that because there's not many of them on the the, the West Coast. So if I, like, uh, what's the name of the guy from uh, that guy with the glasses in Channel Awesome? Uh, Brad, I believe his name was. He uh, he had an episode where he drove two hours just to get tacos from Taco Bell because there was no Taco Bell near his area. Wow. With that, I can't with that, imagine that. Uh, hey, I, I've had friends do that for Sonics. And uh, I'll, all right. There's a lot of 
All right. I was planning on making this a very positive episode. I guess I'm going to have a few negatives here. Uh, just to go back to Quaker State, because that was the first thing I mentioned. I don't think they're that good. I don't think they're awful, <laughs> but I really don't think they're that good. I think if you're going to go out of your way for wings and stuff, you want to either go to Buffalo Wild Wings or one of my favorite ones that have been slowly growing, Wingstop. Uh, they were one of my favorites, especially one, if you're in New Jersey. My, the one in the North Brunswick is one of my favorites. Um, but Quaker Steak was always kind of like their wings were meh. Their sauce was kind of meh. Uh, and then there are other, other items. I hated their, uh, their boneless wings. Their boneless wings were the worst of all of them. But I think because there's so few of them, like there's only a, a spread out to a certain locations, I think people covet them a little bit more because they can only go to them uh, so often. And now, actually, there was one here in uh, Edison. The Edison one is now gone, and now I think the closest you can get to it is brick. So I think I'll, I'll, I'll know a few people who will probably go like, well, we got to go there. We'll drive down to brick one day. I, I just know, because knowing where you live, I, I can imagine that there was like a little bit of like, ugh, just defeatist mentality, like having to see the place. I'll put to you this way. If, if this place is probably the most convenient for me to go to, and I was still going out of my way for like uh, Buffalo Wild Wings and Wingstop, that's how much I enjoyed them. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense, but... I, that's that's the thing about you know franchises. That's the thing about change. You know, it's the convenience. It's the fact that they'll go ahead and they'll buy up so many locations just so that there's like one in every town or one in every county, just so this way they can monopolize the market. Like that's kind of like how I was feeling with um, McDonald's because when I would see a McDonald's, there was the one in Linden, and then there was the one other one in Linden. And then there was the one in the next town over. And then there was the other one in the next town over. It's like, there's got to be other places. There's got to be other things. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I've tried to stay away from fast food as much as possible, especially during this pandemic. But things like mobile apps, like Uber Eats, Postmates, DoorDash, uh, Grubhub, it's like, they're the best deals. I hate to say it, but if you want food on the cheap and knowing you have to get for the delivery and you have to tip the guy, your cheapest bets are those chain places that are going to go ahead and offer like, you know, the free delivery or the 15% discount and stuff like that, because they know their food is a hell of a lot cheaper and shittier than if you actually went ahead and tried to get it all from a legitimate restaurant. It's kind of funny. I, uh, for being the pandemic or anything, I've, even before the pandemic, I've never been into delivery. I always rather go pick it up myself. That way I can go in person, check the food, make sure it's right, and then take it with me. Oh, God, yeah. no. No, <laughs> I'm not doing pandemic. Yeah, I, yeah you, you I, I've never seen anyone have a pork roll and egg sandwich delivered to their house until you. Two of them, to be fair. Two of them. Two sandwiches. Yeah. I've, no, I've. That that one when you said that to me, I'm, it was, I wasn't annoyed that uh, it was going to be in the middle of the show. I was just like, "You had a pork roll and egg sandwich delivered to your house? Go get your ass up and go get a pork roll sandwich." Well, the thing is, now there's not many places that both do takeout and uh, pickup. 
one that just may just do the takeout where you have to have it delivered because the place is so small that if you were to go and do pickup, it's like, what are you doing? You're just standing outside the building and they're just going to open up the door and toss the bag to you. And you know, you toss the money to them. It's like, <laughs> I don't even know how that works for some places to be honest, but also to be fair, I was waiting to do the show. I was hungry. It was getting to the <laughs> point where it was like brunch time. And yes, I do consider brunch to be a thing. Uh, so I was like, well, what's the best thing I can do? I, I don't have the time to cook anything. And I know that if I get something later, it's not going to count as brunch. So I get sandwiches delivered. I think the only time I've ever done delivery is when I convinced you to bring a burger to a taping. Ah, that's right. As the yeah, only time I think I've ever really done like, delivery. It's like, I'm hungry. Any chance, can you pick up a burger on your way over here? <laughs> and then you From gave it to me and we started the show places. and I walked away oh, with the burger. Uh, from Burger King. Uh, that, I, I used to fuck with Burger King. I can't anymore. I don't like Burger King. I was... it's, they're just sad. It's like, you you know how places when... You're they really like trash-talking food places right now. We have nothing positive so far. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, I promise we will get to some positive places. All right? I'll, I will definitely make some recommendations for you people, but as far as Burger King's concerned, now, we've seen commercials. We've seen commercials where they go ahead and they promote a new item or their uh, traditional stuff and how good it always looks on television. And then obviously you go ahead, you buy it. It looks nothing like the commercial. Burger King, I feel, is like the worst offender of that. Like when you look at like the Whopper, the, the iconic Whopper, and you see how stacked high it is, even though it's like, you know, maybe one thin layer of meat and the rest of it is veggies, but it's still... It's stacked. It's proper. It looks great. I have been to Burger King enough times where I've gotten a Whopper, and it just looks like it. It, it looks like a flower that got thrown up, where it's like all <laughs> spread and like it looks like it's blossomed, but it shouldn't have blossomed. You know, I, I don't understand how people allow that to go. Every time I get that, I take it right back to the restaurant. I'm like, this is not what I ordered. And I'm like, you, you ordered the Whopper. This is not a Whopper. All right. This is the Whopper that someone left. You basically <laughs> recycled this. You repurposed this. No, I want a fresh one. I will well, be that asshole that goes into the place and be like, this is not happening. I will do that if it is so disgusting that, uh, that I do not feel safe at putting that in anywhere near my body. But then again, that tends to be the case a lot of the times with Burger King. Um, as a kid, I used to love Burger King. And in recent years, I find them to be the worst of all the franchises. I, I'll go to McDonald's. I think Wendy's has the best overall on their menu of fresh items. Oh, yeah. But Burger King, is, Burger King is always so... I'm sorry, Burger King, but your food looks disgusting. And it, it doesn't, it's as and it doesn't as do... It's mascot. And it doesn't mix well with your body too i got every time i eat that stuff now i get sick off of it your your chicken nuggets are both a rip off of mcdonald's and a worse version of mcdonald's and that's saying a lot because mcdonald's chicken nuggets while delicious are also not good for you so i don't know how you made a worse version of that um the only thing i really like from them is their chicken sandwich the their their dollar chicken sandwich actually i take it back i do like their full-size chicken sandwich too but, you know, that's kind of crappy, too. And the only really great thing about it is the sauce on it. 
I don't know. I, I'm surprised they, they're still in business. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they uh, make some radical changes, like if, if that's the first of the fast food restaurants to disappear at some point. It's one of those things where it's like, there's nothing about the place that's like, oh, well, Burger King has the best that. That no. you can only go there for that. Like, you know, McDonald's has the best fries. Uh, I would argue Wendy's has the best burgers. Um, I would say probably uh, either KFC or Popeye's has the best chicken sandwich at this point. Uh, There's nothing I, to go to Burger King for. I hate to say, and we were talking earlier about them. I still think Chick-fil-A has the best chicken sandwich. I've, I've compared them to Popeye's, but... Uh, no, I, I still say Chick-fil-A is probably the best one. But anyway. It's possible. I, I, I'll admit, the time I actually tried that crispy chicken sandwich, I almost choked because the breading was just so much breading. It, but, it was like I bought into it and it's like, it, it's so crumbly. It's like, did, was there any chicken in this bite? <laughs> and then it's like, because of my tonsils, it's like the, the breading is just like forcing itself down. And I was like, God, I'm choking you, it down. You probably got one with a lot of breading because almost anytime I go there, I get one with a nice juicy chicken on it. And actually chicken sandwiches, I find like you can go a lot of places for that. I don't actually like KFCs that much. I prefer uh, Popeye's, Chick-fil-A, which obviously we, we don't anyway anyway no, nothing else about chick-fil-a um and wendy's has a good chicken sandwich uh, i'm telling you, you need to try kfc kfc you, you'd be sleeping on if you just thought they would just fry chicken i did i tried it a few days ago i got sick off of it i can't i can't just uh I, 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 I obviously we have two different uh bodies but jesus also, I, I don't know if it's just a, the, the KFCs I go to because sometimes you go to KFC and you get wonderful food and you go to another KFC and it's like they did not give one damn about any of the food in the restaurant. I remember when I was a kid, I used to love their honey barbecue uh, chicken wings, which they would actually cook it in the sauce. Mm-hmm. And they still have that sauce too, which is delicious. I love that, bar- that honey mustard barbecue sauce. But... uh I ordered a chick sandwich, chicken sandwich with that sauce, and I'm expecting like, oh, they're going to cook it in the sauce. It's going to be so delicious. They just piled it on top of the chicken sandwich, and I'm just there with this, uh, this messy, saucy chicken sandwich. And then I ate it, and I was like, yeah, this was not good. I wish I just went someplace else. There was a Popeye's in the way. I should have gotten to Popeye's. But- you sounded so sad when you said that about the sandwich. It's like, I'm just here with this. Poor it was. It was awful. a very sad honey barbecue chicken sandwich from KFC. <laughs> and again, I again, it's a, again. I think what my my experience with KFC is where you go. It's like some of them are good, some are bad. One of my favorite ones I had gone to, which was uh, the one in East Brunswick. I wanted, I forget what I wanted. I think I wanted chicken fingers, but I wanted it drowned in that sauce, and that was not on the menu item. And I was like. Any chance can I get those cooked in the honey barbecue sauce? Like, of course you can. And they made them fresh for me with the honey bar, and it was delicious. I tried to do that same thing at another KFC, the one uh, in Woodbridge here in New Jersey. They they didn't have it. It's like, we ain't doing that. Screw you. (laughs) Well, again, it goes back to the idea of franchising. You know, chances are some locations are better equipped or are better trained to do that sort of stuff. Other places, maybe not so much. That's yeah, true too. It's uh, a lot of restaurants go by who owns that franchise. Sometimes you go to 
McDonald's and it's wonderful and sometimes go to a McDonald's like, oh my God, I feel like, uh, I feel like a bomb is going to fall in this place. Um, <laughs> but I do want to step away from uh, franchises for a bit because I, I feel like uh, a lot of our food experience, we've gone ahead and we've talked about the places that are practically everywhere. But um, I did want to maybe touch on some things that are a little bit more uniquely us, you know? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to pose a question to you, JT. What are your three favorite foods and your three favorite drinks? It can uh, be all... alcoholic, non-alcoholic, by the way. It doesn't have to, you know, be one or the other. Oh, come on. I'm a fat man. That's like asking a TV addict, what's your three favorite TV shows? Well, then just um, the first three that come to mind. All right. I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, chili dogs. I'm Ooh. a, I'm right. a, Big fan of sandwiches, subs, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And uh, chicken fingers. I'm a big, big fan of chicken fingers. See, I'm the chili kid. dog is surprising to me. Really? That, that's, like a, that's, a sta- that's been a staple of me and my family's uh, diet for years. Really? Like your family makes them on a regular or? Uh, not on a regular, regular, but yeah, I'd say like quite often we, we enjoy like uh, hot dogs, chili dogs, et cetera. Now, this has nothing to do with your Sonic the Hedgehog fandom or anything like that, does no, it? No, no, not at all. Okay. No, no, no. I, uh, I could actually, I could even go through, like, different places that we tend to go to, uh, from uh, J&J's in Dinellan to, oh, God, is it actually J&J's now? I can't think of it. It's J&J's or J&R. Oh, for years, my family just called it Texas Wieners because that was the big sign in the front, but it actually <laughs> has, like, a, a official name to it. Uh, Conia. Coney Island, which is in uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania, which, no, we did not drive just to Scranton, Pennsylvania for their hot dogs, but uh, my family originally came from there, and that was always a stop. Hot Dog Johnny's, which isn't the greatest in the world, but like I was talking about before, some places you go out of the way for because you just don't get it that often, and Hot Dog Johnny's is one of those. I'm trying to think what other places. Those are tended to be like my top three of One's not named Stortz or Nathan's. No, but it's surprising because, like, <coughs> like, you don't see too much popularity, I guess, for the chili dog because you don't see as much popularity for the hot dog nowadays. Like, the hot dog itself seems like one of the most vilified foods just because people are like, what's in a hot dog? And it's like, you don't want to know what's in a hot dog. No, uh, hot dogs cause cancer. I'm not even going to lie about it. They're <laughs> one of my favorite foods, and they cause cancer. By the way, mustard is actually known to attack cancerous cells. So if you put mustard on a hot dog, you might be helping yourself a little bit. <laughs> so what, the, the, the mustard counteracts the cancer in the hot dog? And that's what I believe in my mind, and that's what allows me to keep enjoying hot dogs. So then you put mustard on your chili dogs? Yes. Yeah, I put mustard on a chili dog. You don't put mustard on a chili dog? No, if you get a chili dog, it's a chili dog. I mean, why, why go ahead and, like, add more on top of it? No, no, no. It's, uh, well, that's a chili dog. Chili dog is mustard, chili, and onions. Well, see, then there must be different places that, you know, would do different things. To me, yeah. a chili dog would just be the chili, which is, like, you know, meat and bean oriented on top of the dog. Whether or not you get the onions or whether or not you get, uh, you know, anything else, that's, you know, you, you do it yourself. By the way, I do not get bean chili. I don't, not that I hate bean chili, but not in my hot dog. Um, but 
No, no, no. It's a. Uh, I always thought I always knew a lot of places I'd go. That's how they make them, especially Coney Island. Coney Island is actually they're like mini hot dogs, which they cut in half. They put them on a smaller bun. It's almost like double the size of a Wendy's hamburger bun. Okay. You slather some mustard on that. You put some chili on that. You sprinkle some onions on it. You you put it in the microwave for like ten seconds just to steam the bun, or you steam the bun while you're cooking it and put it uh, on the hot dog, and wow, it's delicious. Wow. Okay. All right. I, w- I would try it. I would try it. And, and like the other stuff that kind of made sense, like the sandwiches, obviously you were talking about the subs and everything and the fingers, but chili dogs, surprising. Yeah. Uh, I would have never guessed, honestly, because like I've never seen you have one. Uh, there's, I, I'm a little picky about it. It's usually I'll, I'll get it if I'm at a place that I trust with their hot dogs. Cause again, they're, <laughs> Sometimes a hot dog can taste pretty awful. I don't like boiled hot dogs. I don't. I like them grilled. Um, fair, and, fair. And like I said, um, I should look them up because I'm. I'm now. I'm like, are they J and R, J and B, J and J? Uh, oh, by the way, Texas Wieners. I, I. That's the other thing I like about uh, uh, chili dogs. They have so many different names for it. <laughs> well, that's. That, I mean, a chili dog is just a chili dog. I mean, I thought Texas Wiener was just like. And a, a rather extra large hot dog in itself, like the footlongs. No, no. Well, I, I actually, I always uh, use them interchangeably. I, I'd call either a chili dog or a Texas wiener, but you're, you're probably right. Texas wieners might actually be a bit bigger. And specifically the place that I go, if you ever want to check it out and you're in New Jersey and you, you're not too far away from Dunellen, J&G Texas wieners. It's actually uh, a walking distance from Eight on the Break, which is uh, arcade in Dunellen. So if you're ever down there for the arcade or anything else, check them out. They're a small little place, but they're, I love their hot dogs. They're delicious. All right, all right. Worth a check out. Uh, now, what about drink-wise, though? Uh, drink-wise? Um, now, here's the thing you got to know about me. Um, I'm Irish, but I'm not a big uh, alcoholic. So it's like, if, if you're going to ask me, like, oh, what, what's your favorite alcoholic beverages? I, I really don't have any. I like Again, I did preface it doesn't have to necessarily be alcoholic. All right. So if, if we're sticking away from alcohol, because, again, I'm not, not a big drinker, uh, Blue Moon is probably the only one really even on the list. Um, I like Coca-Cola. I, you know what's funny? It's, uh, I, I, I like Coke. I don't really like Pepsi. And my family's the opposite, where my oh. like my my mom absolutely loves Pepsi but hates Coke. So it's a weird thing with us. I, I like Coca-Cola, I like uh Snapple iced tea, and I like um orange soda. Just like Cal, I like orange soda. Again, something I wouldn't have figured. Like I figured, like, you know, as for, like, if you said, like, Coca-Cola, I was like, that's your soda choice. Okay, I get that. But, like, orange soda, out of all of them. Like, yeah, Sunkiss. And Sunkiss is probably my favorite, though. I, they, a lot of them taste the same, but something about Sunkiss to me, just a little different. But I think it might be in the same way that you treat your, your, the, your shore food. I think maybe the name just mixes with me better than, like, Slice or Fantasia or whatever those other Fantasia. are. Fantasia. <laughs> whatever the hell it's called. Fanta. Fanta, yeah. Fantasia. Fanta, Fanta, I can just imagine, Fanta. like, the bottle with, like, a little Sorcerer Mickey hat on top or something. <laughs> make it. If you're an artist, make it. We'll, we'll put it on the show. Wanna, Fantasia? Don't you wanna? <laughs> 
I don't know. And there's probably some other drinks out there, but that's the, those are the three that come to me. It's like I'll instantly drink a Coca-Cola or an iced tea and an orange soda. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I guess. Oh. What? I was actually going to say, I, what, I was going to say something in regards to sandwiches too. And now I can't remember what it was. Um, yeah. Let me, if I, if I could steal two more minutes, uh, two of my favorite fa- sandwich places. That's where I was trying to go to with uh, Anthony Bourdain a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Speak Eatery in Asbury Park. It is a, in fairness, it's a Chicago-based sub shop, but it's located in Asbury Park, New Jersey. They do, though, make wonderful sandwiches. Uh, in fact, my friends are kind of in a feud with them, and I still hide from my friends to go there because I like their <laughs> sandwiches. You, you know, backstabbing bastard <laughs> not to say that the people of speak eatery aren't bastards themselves like I, I will say this i i will both promote them and warn you against them at the same time i love their food if you're ever in asbury park try them out but at the same time if they say and do you want fries with that just note that is not saying uh fries come with the sandwiches they don't just a who when when you order uh food oh no now i remember what it was when you order food and they say something around the lines of do you want chips or fries do you automatically assume that it's coming with the meal well no but i'm also looking at the menu and i'm seeing what is listed and if it doesn't say anything comes with it then i assume that's just a la carte that it's by itself i'm of the impression and i think a lot of other people are the same way that if Anyone try if you're ordering food from someone, they instantly say, Do you want fries or chips? and doesn't say anything around giving you a different option for that. They just say it like assuming it comes with it. My assumption would be it comes with it. That is not the case, it is extra. So, for the people stupid like me who instantly assume when someone says that that it comes with the meal, just know it doesn't come with the meal. <laughs> just, just a heads up. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. If, if they don't do anything to preface that it's an additional item and they're just saying, uh, do you want this or this? Not saying, oh, well, neither of these come with it, but do you want this or this? That's tricky. Having been a waiter, I can understand that some people might get pissed about that. On the other hand, looking at it from the other perspective, it's a great way to turn up the money and you are assuming that they've gone ahead and read the menu and they know what no. is included and what is not. You are not you are not going ahead and assuming they read the me- menu. You are trying to trick them into t- uh, in spending extra money. Like you you do not preference that. If you if you actually thought that then you would actually say you do know it doesn't come with this, right? No, no, no. That's that's people trying to rip you off. Like I said, good food, but no, that's no. Um and one other food place I will mention um if you're ever in the Red Bank area, I love uh, the Cheese Cave. Now, the Cheese Cave is primarily towards fancy cheeses and stuff, but they do make a few sandwiches, and I love their roast beef uh, sandwich called the Roast Beast. It is freshly <laughs> made roast beast or roast beef with okay, uh, Doctor uh, Seuss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with uh, their fresh uh, delicacy cheese. And cream sauce, and it's I love it. I that is one of my favorite sandwiches. I've I've in fairness, I've had some people who I've told to try that sandwich, and they didn't like it as much as me. But me personally, liking cheese, liking roast beast, 
<laughs> I keep saying it now. Uh, I think it is a great sandwich. And if you like a uh, roast beef, give it a shot. You're a hungry one, Mr. Grinch. Yes. All right. I'm done. I can keep talking about food, but I'm done. I'll, 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 I'll... No, but that's why it's such a good topic because you can yeah. talk about it for like ever if you wanted to. But um, I yield the floor to you. All right, all right. So I, I guess since I posed the question, it's only fair for me to go ahead and mention mine. Um, I guess food-wise, uh, wings definitely are a must. Uh, wings would be one. Um, I, a second one... It, it wouldn't necessarily have to be like the um, the sandwiches that I had ordered, but certainly like the breakfast sandwich, like regardless of what's inside of it. it uh, it's just, you know, I'm fascinated by it. And um, the so third, I guess, would probably have to be cheesesteaks. Definitely cheesesteaks. Uh but and I say that knowing that you know I'm so picky when it comes to that sort of stuff. Like I'm not the ones that get like the onions and the peppers and all that sort of thing. I, I focus more on like the simplistics of it. Like as long as it's a good just meat and cheese, maybe mushrooms, maybe. But as long as it's just good meat and cheese on the bun like that, and it's cooked well and it's sliced up well, and it's they use the right cheese because I'm very picky about the cheese more so than anything else. Uh, those would be the the ones I go for more so than other sandwiches, I'd say, as far as like, you know, chicken or burgers or any of that other stuff. Because, I mean, that's all still typical. But to do a cheesesteak, I think, takes a little bit more skill. So let me ask you this. Uh, because you're a cheesesteak connoisseur. Yes. Um, I know we're, we're trying to talk about like mom and pop shops, but if we go back to franchises real quick, what do you think of Charlie cheesesteaks? Charlie's, which of course I have had because they were in the uh, Menlo Park Mall with no place else. Um, they're okay. I, I don't think the the meat is flavored enough for my liking, if that makes sense. And what what do you mean? Do you like certain spices bland. and stuff? Yeah, because that's the thing. It's like people that just go ahead and they like slice up the meat and they put it on the grill without actually putting any seasoning or care into it it's never gonna go well for me at least i like take the midway like i mentioned for example they use like the simple steakum stuff yes it's a simple meat but the flavoring that they use whether it's on the grill or added that just adds something to it plus they use cheese whiz and cheese whiz is going to win me over on that thing every time that's why that's I'll why i like going to places like gino's if i really wanted to go ahead and have an excursion I think I want to take back the connoisseur uh, comment there about with the cheese it line. Oh, what? What? Oh, you're going to tell me Wiz is bad? It, it's canned cheese. Exactly. Which means it doesn't necessarily overtake the meat in any way. Canned cheese has a very particular flavor, but it meshes so well when pressed up against the bun and the meat. And it allows more of the flavoring of the meat to come through. Uh, I don't know. Well, again, I'm I'm a big chili dog fan, and I can have my little things there. I guess with someone who's really into their uh, their cheesesteaks, you you know what you like and what you don't like. Yeah, and I mind you, I'm not exactly upset with like certain variations of it. Like there's the um, the pizza cheesesteak with like the the marinara sauce and the it has to be mozzarella. You put provolone on that shit, I ain't gonna buy it. 
Okay, maybe, maybe I'm going to use a very poor example. I probably shouldn't even bring it up, but I'm already in mid-sentence, so I have to now. What did you think about the grease truck sandwiches? Because really, they're, they're not good cheesesteaks at all. They're, they're like Steakums frozen cheesesteaks. But, but the... Oh, I, I really hate to say this. And I really hate to say this both as a man, uh, as a New Jersey resident, as someone who enjoys that kind of food to some extent. I've never been to the grease trucks. Really? You've yeah. never tried the grease truck? And you're not that far away from them either. You're probably maybe 20, 30 minute drive. I know, but it was one of those things where it's like, I never learned their location. I never talked to anyone that was ever on their way or going. So I was like, oh, well, let me tag along. And I never frequented the area enough to be like, well, hey, that's an option. Huh. So, I, yes, when the grease trucks were that the most prominent and before everyone else started adapting a, a fat sandwich of their own in order to like, you know, keep up with the Joneses in a sense, I never experienced the original. It's a, it's a shame. It's, it really wasn't the greatest. And if you're a big cheesesteak fan, I'm pretty sure you didn't, you weren't going to have the best positive stuff to say about it. The, the biggest thing about them was that they just jammed so much food on a giant sub roll. But, yeah, that's uh, the thing. It's like, from my understanding, you wouldn't go to there to get like a cheesesteak sandwich. You would go there because you were drunk and you needed something. <laughs> All right? I, that, that food serves a whole different purpose than, say, someone who wants a cheesesteak. I've actually never eaten there drunk, but I, I've done that for celebrations and stuff where I've gone there because I, I just, I like the fact that they, it's a unique taste mixing all those food onto one sandwich. Like, uh, I used to get a few different ones and they had unique names. I'm going to try to use the proper names. So they are not the non-proper names. So we're not really saying anything we shouldn't hear. Uh, I mean, we've I, sworn before considering, but I mean, the, I, the one that comes to mind automatically is the fat bitch. Well, uh, mine was the, all right, I'll use the proper names. My favorite was called the fat fellatio. Um <laughs> See, that, that's why I was going to use a different name. I, I remember for a while they changed the names because someone complained about them. So the fat bitch became the fat beach. Mine became the fat fella, which doesn't really sound much better than the fat fellatio. But, uh, yeah, well, one, one you hope to get. The other one is what you end up with afterwards. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, so that, the sandwich I liked, it was, like, it was cheesesteak and chicken uh, fingers mixed with honey, uh, barbe- or honey mustard sauce. And it was like a liquidy honey uh, mustard sauce. And it just it fits so well, and it like, absorbed into the chicken. And you topple that off with some fries. Um, and then I also like the, the fat BTZ, which uh, are ZBT. It's one of the, uh, the things that are there, the, uh, the fraternities. But that one was like chicken fingers, cheesesteak, barbecue, drowned in barbecue sauce, mozzarella sticks, French fries, and honey mustard sauce. And that was maybe not the honey mustard sauce. But anyway, it was delicious. Yeah, see, I think that's why I was not necessarily drawn to them as much as I would have expected. Because I think the popularity of some of those sandwiches was that you were able to cram a lot of them in there. And the reason you were able to cram a lot of them in there is because the kind of food that they used was the kind of stuff that you would get at like, a school cafeteria whether it was the mozzarella sticks or the chicken tenders or the french fries it was all the same kind of product that you'd be able to get as if you had like a a campus dining card 
Right. So, because, well, that's because it was pretty much a campus dining car. It was a it was a fast food truck that had fast food food in it. And one night someone said, can you just take all your food and jam it onto one sandwich? And that's how that craze was born. Yeah. Like I, I would probably be more adapt to trying something like that if the ingredients themselves were a little bit more unique or a little bit more nuanced. Like, let me give you an example. All right. So say we start off with like a cheesesteak, like say the Midway. We use the Midway cheesesteak. For chicken tenders, we use the tenders that you'd get at like a Buffalo Wild Wings, maybe like dipped in a sauce. Maybe for French fries, we for French fries, we put in McDonald's French fries. Um, for mozzarella sticks, uh, let's go to like a, a traditional Italian restaurant and use like one of those as opposed to just you know the kind you would get at Applebee's or something like that. Can, can I rewind? Can I rewind real quick? I, I sure. just had, I was going to wait off on this, but now I have to kind of go back a little bit. Um, why do you think McDonald's French fries are the best French fries? Cause they're small and skinny and soggy every time I get them. I don't necessarily find them all. I mean, compared to like other French fries, uh, it's just, it's either the flavoring or it's when they do crunch, they crunch so good. Like, you compare them other places. Now, first of all, lots of places have different fries. Uh, obviously, the Cajun fries that you get at like a Checkers, significantly different. But if I compared them to like McDonald's, certainly, it, it, I'm not saying they're necessarily the best. What I am saying is that McDonald's French fries are the most unique. Like when you taste them, you know it's theirs. And that's why I'm trying to combine like these different elements into this particular sandwich. If the ingredients taste like the ingredients of every place else, then I don't care. But if you hand built a fat sandwich using unique places, then I'd be interested. Well, I, I think the, the build is unique in itself because until like everyone else stole the idea, no one else was really doing that where they're jamming all those ingredients onto one sandwich. That right, but then that's the thing. That, that creates a certain taste, but that also fills a certain need for people that just want to gorge. If I want something like that, yeah, okay, I'm in the mentality that it may not even matter what's in it. I just need something that big to fill me up. But if I wanted to make really enjoy it, then yeah, I'm going to handpick the ingredients properly. Uh, I, I, still can't, uh, I still can't get over McDonald's fries. I just... I understand. And I'm not, I'm not saying they're like the best fries. They're just probably the best fast food fries. I would even say that. that are I, better than McDonald's fries. I kind of like Wendy's more. Um, Wendy's I find I, too salty. Uh, I actually like Burger King fries. Um, it's one of the few items Burger King does give that I actually do enjoy. Burger King fries always seem undercooked to me. Like every time. Really? I, the ones I get always seem very crispy. And that's kind of one of the things I like about them. They seem more crispy and more seasoned than the others. No, they, they always taste like, I'm not saying they're not full of potato. They're plumped fries, but it just never feels like they crisped up enough, if that makes sense. And, uh, but you know, I like Popeye's fries. Huh? Any place that does crinkle cut fries. Yes. Those are always good. You can't fuck up a crinkle cut. Um, I, I, and it's actually Stort's. I like Stort's fries because, uh, they're crinkle cuts. Stort's and Nathan's, uh, and Nathan's are the same. Yeah. 
I don't like Nathan's as much, though. I, th- I think Stortz gives good ones, and uh, Nathan's, once in a while, I'll get good. Hey, you know what? Yeah, I guess they're around the same. I don't know. Some I, I just had a lot of bad luck with Stortz and Fries. Or not uh, Nathan's and Fries. It just kind of reminds me of, like, Steven Universe. Like every, You know how he goes to, like, that fry place, and he goes, uh, give me the bits? Yeah. I always imagine the bits are off of Kinker Cut Fries. Because <laughs> it, it just feels like those were the ones that would have the bits. Speaking of uh, fries, do, so uh, KFC is now giving out fries again. They're getting rid of their uh, their, their wedges, uh, their wedges, which I always like their wedges. So I kind of feel sad about that. Again, the wedges are they're, they're in the same lane as like the um, Burger King fries, where it's like sometimes they're okay, but a lot of the times they're just so overclumped that they don't feel like they were cooked all the way. Uh, well, yeah, too. They they do taste a little more raw, uh, so I could see that. But I don't know. It's a, kind of a unique taste to them. Yeah, uh, no, I, I mean, I would definitely say, you know, keep the, the seasoning, if nothing else. If you're going to go with fries, fine, but keep the seasoning because I think that helps it more so than anything else because really the only other thing on par with that would be like checkers with the Cajun fries. And I can't think of a single place that does that. I'm going to jump back to cheesesteaks real quick. And again, uh, you're going to see how much of a, how big I am on cheesesteaks because like, I do like cheesesteaks. I didn't even get to my drinks yet. It's like, I love how my food is like causing so much commotion. <laughs> no, I, I, I got things I, I just want to kind of ask and bring up, but right. uh, with cheesesteaks, I, uh, I, I guess I'm all over the place. I, a cheesesteak is a cheesesteak to me, but I do have my favorite places. I tend to go from midway to, I, I like Charlie cheesesteaks. Uh, one of the places I actually, I like getting cheesesteaks from, but, I guess to someone like you, you might not enjoy. So I just wanted to get your opinion of it. What do you think of a break steak? And what I mean by break steak is, it is a cheesesteak that comes from eight on the breaks from Danella, New Jersey. Never had it. Really? Never even heard of the place. So eight of the breaks is a video game arcade. One of the last ones here in New Jersey. Um, and they have a built in dining area and they serve something called the break steak. Now it's nothing really overly special it is just a it's a frozen cheesesteak thrown on the grill and put on a bun with some onions and some uh ketchup or barbecue sauce but the the unique thing that why people like it so much is it comes with a fries and a drink for all all of it together for four dollars oh that's a good deal but it's it's just it's a tradition for a lot of people especially if you're a gamer and you're from the central jersey area so i wanted to get your opinion but i guess i guess you never got the the chance to try it no, I mean, I, I know there's some places in Dunellen that are good, but I've just never really been to Dunellen. So it's one of those things where if I ever get to the chance to go to the town, I'll certainly try it out. But for a cheesesteak fries and a drink for four bucks, and considering the cheesesteaks themselves are usually like bigger than most sandwiches compared mm-hmm. to like your hot dogs or your burgers or stuff like that, that does seem like a sweet deal. Like I might, even if the steak is basic, I think the low cost may balance it out a bit because in my mind i'm going to be thinking oh well this is just four bucks this is actually less than four bucks because it's a third of the meal and so i'm going to be already downplaying the taste of it so if it tastes better than expected i'll be happy and it is a full-size cheesesteak too so it's like that i think that's what it gets to a lot of people it's it's cheaper than most cheesesteaks plus it comes with fries and a drink and it's still a full-size sandwich yeah the value over everything of course if as long as it feels like you're getting your money's worth with what you're eating uh, like it's that's the opposite. Like if you paid like a twenty bucks for like a steak at Applebee's, it's like that, no, there, there's no point for that. Mm-hmm. 
But right. I'll try it. I will certainly try it. Um, now, I could keep going on about cheesesteaks, but I think you want to talk about your drinks at this point. So I'll, I'll let you. Well, like, I, what, I, what, I did kind of want to finish up uh, with the food stuff because I wanted to shout out a couple of places. Um, mostly because, like, the way you did about, like, you know, where you could go, where you could try that. Uh, going back to the breakfast sandwiches, um, I don't think I actually gave them a proper shout out when I had the two delivered on the last episode. And I did want to shout out the place, uh, Just Plain Dave's, uh, here in Rahway, New Jersey, uh, which is a nice little uh, privately owned eatery. Uh, very artistic in some of their stuff when it comes to their entrees. They've got uh, great desserts, uh, great chicken and waffles when I feel inclined to really like have a breakfast that's going to kill me. But their, their sandwich that I got, their, uh, it's called the Boss Hog, which for me as a television person, I love that name just because it automatically goes back to Dukes of Hazard. But the Boss Hog itself is basically you choose your bread, you choose your meat that you want, uh, you choose the style that you want the eggs to be done in, uh, you can choose um, all different like condiments. I usually go salt, pepper, ketchup, keep it nice and simple. And it's the meat, the cheese, the egg, a hash brown, a full hash brown Ooh, patty on top of the brown. damn thing, and any bread you want. It's it's just so universally acceptable to get a boss hog because you can customize it any way you want. It's not like a, the standard egg McMuffin where it's just like you get that and that's it. I'm I'm surprised more places don't do that style where they put a hash brown on top of the egg sandwich because I, I've only known one or two places to do it and it's delicious. Like there should be more places putting hash browns on top of egg sandwiches. Yeah, Especially if you do it to the point where the hash brown is crispy. Like if you get that crisp in it when everything else is going to be soft and fluffy, it's, it's like having bacon, but not having bacon just because of the feel of it. Although you can get bacon and the hash brown and then it's like a double crunch fiesta, but um yeah i would definitely recommend checking them out at any time and as far as wings uh, i do enjoy buffalo wild wings that's how i really got into it uh first because i got into it in college and there was the buffalo wild wings there on campus where i'd go and watch all my wrestling events so i'd go there every sunday when there was one uh, i'd load up on those and the buffalo chips with cheese and all that good stuff but there is a little more of a hole in the wall place in cranford called uh, Little Buffalo. Hmm. This place made me cry. Made you cry? Yes. I I tried. They're hot. They don't have as many sauces as, say, Buffalo Wild Wings. So if you want unique flavors, go to Buffalo Wild Wings, sure. But if you want, like, real buffalo wings, like hot buffalo wings, Little Buffalo will definitely go ahead. It's definitely got more of a a Boston sort of feel or a Buffalo sort of feel to it, like a more northern feel in regards to the food that they offer um but their wings their hot sauce i i'm a strong man i've had enough (laughs) sauces in my time to know what works and what doesn't and this is just supposed to be like their simple hot sauce i was tearing up to the point that my lips were burning whatever salt they put on the wings or what in the sauce it, it, it hurt it was a thrill. I, I know that sounds bad, but the wing sauce gave me that much of a thrill. So I would automatically recommend them if you want to go ahead and take the chance 
it's not one of those places where it's like you have to go ahead and sign the waiver to eat the wing. Don't think of it like that. I'm saying their even most basic sauce will knock you on your ground. Wow. I, you know what? That, that is an item on my list. I think I just said chicken fingers in general, but I like chicken wings too. It is hard to find a good standalone uh, buffalo wing place. And what I mean by that is someplace that's not a franchise like Buffalo Wild Wings or Wingstop. So it, well, that, I can't necessarily say it's not a chain, but I know it's pretty much the only one in this area. Uh, I remember as a kid, there was a place, and it's been out of business for almost 30 years at this point, but uh, Chili Willies, or I think it was called Chili Willies in New Brunswick, used to have amazing buffalo wings. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, if you find that place with the... Uh, with like a place that specializes in it and is you can you find some delicious stuff i i think the last time i found anything really good was in pennsylvania and unfortunately i can't remember the name of it right now but uh what was the name of this one again in cranford little buffalo little buffalo so and i think part of the uniqueness of it is that it's not always open Really? Yes. Now, I'm not trying to downplay the place or anything like that, but there are times when I've gone by at, like, you know, rush hour during the day. I've passed by the place because it's right next to the movie theater uh, that's there in Cranford, too. And it's one of those little hole-in-the-wall sort of, like, mini-mall places where it's, like, you walk in and there's maybe, like, two, three tables because that's all it can fit, and the rest of it is just the kitchen you will not necessarily see the place like lit up or opened up or anything like that, even during rush hour during the day. I don't know if it's because they're maybe low on staff or simply because maybe they personally work more on deliveries. So they only stay open for like delivery times as opposed to like actually in-room seating, but I've gone in and I've eaten. And uh, it, when you get there, if you can get it, it's a unique feeling. It's, it's a specialized feeling. It's like, yes, I'm finally here. I'm finally going to try it. And then your eyes burn out. <laughs> it's like, I'm finally here. Now kill me. Yes. If, if there was a way to go, that would be it. Um, and, and before you move on to drinks, I, I wanted to backtrack because you talked about egg sandwiches too. Um, you know, Jersey is a big thing about pork roll and egg sandwiches. That, that's our special this is pork roll and egg. Uh, so, pork roll and egg. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, I will fight you. Don't think I won't. <laughs> but it's called pork roll. Anyway, uh, uh, it's hard to really find a good place for a pork roll and egg. No, you normally go to like a deli or something like that. And um, and I have mine. You have yours. You uh, were obviously talking about yours with the customized sandwiches, which I I think I need to try at some point too. Will they kill me when I walk in there and I say pork roll? Anyway, don't answer that. Um, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I'm just... <laughs> and there are some other good places in New Jersey. Uh, the White Diamond, which is not too far away from you either, is uh, known pretty for pork roll and egg sandwiches. White Diamond my... or White Rose. Uh, they're basically the same, yeah. Well, no, no, no. Uh, I've had... Because I was, uh, was going to bring up White Rose too. And the, uh, the White Diamond and the White Rose pork roll and egg sandwich are actually quite different. Uh, I would say the White diamond has a standard pork roll and egg like you would get from most delis and it, it has the same taste to it white rose has the most unique taste of any pork roll and egg sandwich i've ever had to the point that i would say when i first started eating it i hated it because it tasted so different 
<laughs> and now it is because it's such a unique taste. It's my favorite. It's the one I always want to eat now. And I'll tell you why it's unique because whereas everyone else cleans their goddamn uh, grill, White Rose doesn't. <laughs> they cook that pork Sanitary, roll and egg. Yes, good. They, they cook that pork roll and egg right on the same uh, grill that they just cooked hamburgers off of because they're a 24 7 diner and it's a small grill. <laughs> you hand the kids in the backyard. Yeah. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> so I think that the White Rose has this sort of uh, meat grease to it from the burgers that kind of combine with the egg and the pork roll and the bun. And it's, I don't know why, but it's delicious. Like I will go out of my way for, and it's expensive too. It's like most pork roll and eggs are like two to $3. This one's like five bucks. I'm like, son of a, but I love them. And you could get it because they're pretty much 24 seven, except for Sundays. You can get it just about any time. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I mean, I, I do have to say that uh, the ones from Just Plain Dave's, uh, they're probably around the same pricing, like five, six bucks. But again, with the customization aspect and there's really like no extra charge for a lot of the, the it's, it makes sense. So I'm, I'm not going to fault it on that. Now, yes, I, while we're having the children play in the backyard, not mine, uh, let me get to liquor and stuff of that nature. So as far as drinks... Liquor-wise, I'm a whiskey guy. I think we've uh, firmly established that on the show here. Non-liquor-wise, I would take Pepsi over Coke. Absolutely. And I think that's just uh, personal experience growing up uh, in college on a campus where they had a contract with Coca-Cola. So it's like every place that you could get food uh, on the campus and the the, you know, the student uh, areas and the vending machines, it was all Coke. So Pepsi was like a rare commodity. I think that's why I developed the taste for it. Okay. So I was going to ask you why, why you choose Pepsi over Coke. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that because I know a lot of people who choose either Pepsi over Coke or Coke over Pepsi. But you think probably it's because uh, you haven't had as much as Coca-Cola. That, and I think because of that, after a while, I think if you have both to a certain degree, you can really make the distinction about the taste of them. Yes. With Coke, Coke is just heavily syrupy in comparison to Pepsi. And I think if you need like that jolt of sugar, not saying, you know, you, there's because there's also a soda named Jolt. But <laughs> if you need that really like, you know, that swift kick of uh, sugary goodness that you get from like a cola, then okay. Go for the Coke. But if you want something that you can have casually, that you can you know, sip and enjoy, that the, even when it goes flat, it's still better than the other one going flat, then you go with your Pepsi. I, to a certain degree, disagree with you, at least on the last sentence that you said. Um, I, I like Coke for the opposite. So my, I like the syrupy taste. I like the fact that it's a bit sweeter than Pepsi, whereas Pepsi... Tastes a little more bitter to me. And maybe that's because, again, it doesn't have the same amount of syrup, the same amount of sugar. Um, but it's also the reason I hate flat Pepsi. Uh, I think flat Pepsi tastes awful to me. I know people who will actually not only enjoy flat Pepsi, but have actually watered down their Pepsi. Don't ask me why they do this, but for some reason it tastes great to them. 
I, I can't stand Pepsi like that. I love though Coke. I can drink flat Coke because it still tastes like a sweet drink to me. Right. And now don't get me wrong. Like if I go ahead and I was getting like a Jack and Coke, then I would probably prefer it to be used in Coke than Pepsi. Cause Pepsi, like I said, it's a much more casual, much more, you know, anytime sort of soda. But with Coke, if you're going to go ahead and mix it with the whiskey and then you're going to water it down with the ice, it, it makes more sense that way because then not only does it maybe like blend better with the whiskey, but it also overpowers the whiskey to a certain extent where it's not going to be so jarring with right. Pepsi and Coke. You taste, oh, no, with Pepsi and Coke, with Pepsi and whiskey, you taste the whiskey more because and wh- maybe it's a little more offsetting. Whiskey's a little more powerful, a little more bitter. So yeah, the, the sweetness of the Coke, you'll probably mix better than the sweetness of the Pepsi. Yeah. Oh, but I if I was going to have a cola on its own, definitely Pepsi. However, I would not even say that that is my uh, my kryptonite, my go-to drink, my my fiend that I would go to. Your fiend. Yes. Mine is Arnold Palmer. Really? Oh, yeah. That, that iced tea lemonade mixture, especially, I mean, other places do it well, but the Arizona Arnold Palmer light. Which, mind you, I've never seen the regular Arnold Palmer that Arizona puts out. I don't know if there is a regular sugar one, but it's either the light, which offers like a third less, or there's the zero, which is like completely sugar-free. There's also a pink one. There is also a pink one, too. But I've never seen a regular Arnold Palmer from them. So I don't even know if that even exists. But I... I believe there is because I remember I used when I was in college I used to drink uh, Arizona uh, Arnold Palmers and I I don't think it they had this customized ones at that point I think it was just Arnold Palmer right but you're not talking about like the black and white can are you yeah the black and white one yeah that's light that's just light yeah if you actually look at the label it says Arnold Palmer light now with a third less sugar uh well this I'm also talking about 14 years ago. So I don't know if maybe the light is just the new normal, but that's the one that I always see getting sold. I, I think they didn't used to have light on the label, at least when I used to drink it on a regular basis. But yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Arnold Palmer's are pretty awesome. I mean, I know a lot of people would see it as maybe just more of like a summertime drink, like one of those things that you go ahead and you, you mix up in one of those pitchers for like a cookout in the backyard, that sort of thing. But me... That 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 it's crack. <laughs> uh, I, if I really am fiending for it, I will get like three cans. Um, and and that's the perfect thing about it because they're always like ninety nine cents. They're always cheap for those tall boy cans that are <laughs> taller than anything you can get soda wise. And yeah, that there are times when I've gotten like the whole like half gallon jugs, and really? I've polished it off in two days. I'm like, it's not, I'm, I'm not necessarily proud of it, <laughs> but if you offer it to me, as opposed to anything, you could offer me a friggin' milkshake, but if you offer me the tea, I'm going for the tea. Well, it's, uh, I don't disagree with you. Well, I don't know why it's your likes. Why would I disagree with your likes? But I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a big fan of, I, I mentioned in my drinks, I'm a big fan of iced tea too. And actually one of my favorites is the Arnold Palmer. I think for me, though, sometimes the lemonade is a little too sweet for me. So I, I prefer like Snapple's lemon iced tea, which is tastes similar, but it's a lot weaker on the lemonade side. 
Snapple's yeah. okay. Uh, you know who else is good? Wawa. Wawa does a decent one. Really? Yeah, Wawa's is all right. Um, I wouldn't necessarily suggest 7-Elevens because I think 7-Elevens is too sweet. Back in the day, I remember my favorite was Lipton. And I'm not talking about brisk. I'm talking about original Lipton iced tea. Like, like out of any, the big yellow canister Lipton. The, the one that used to come in like the milk carton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, those are, that, that used to be one of my favorites as a kid. Brisk, brisk always had a chemical taste to it. I always hated brisk. And especially when it has all like that white foam at the top. If like you're pouring it or you're opening it, it's like there, there shouldn't be a foam. No, there shouldn't. There was something wrong with brisk. I, I'll admit, <laughs> I, I drank it when I was in high school because it was one of the few soda or sugary drinks they offered in my high school. But it was, it, there was something wrong with brisk iced tea. <laughs> And now you look at them and you go into stores and you see brisk. There's brisk, all different flavors. It's like, it's just become its own brand brisk. It's like, no one even knows what the fuck Lipton is. Yeah. It, to the point that like, yeah, they, they moved away from their original Lipton iced tea and now they're all about the brisk. And I w- really wish it went the opposite direction. Cause I think the original was much better. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I don't know how much time we have left, but I did kind of want to like veer away just to give an alternative. Um, we talked about what we liked as far as food wise, but mm-hmm. obviously any person that goes ahead and you know has their favorites, obviously has their things that they hate, that they cannot stomach, that if they even smell it or they even think about it being on their food, they're obviously disgusted. What are your three, I will not fuck with, foods or drinks well, or any of that could be well one. we are running late so unfortunately i don't think we could do three either one of us okay uh, then just one um one can i get one yeah i'll, I'll give you one and actually should i give this one i like a lot of food there's very few foods that i will not eat and i can't even really think of one off the top of my head i hate but unfortunately there uh, i'm giving away a weakness here but there's one i can't eat uh, I, cause I'm allergic to peanuts and it kills me because so many things come with peanut butter and I really, I wish I could enjoy peanut butter and I can't, if I, if I eat, I'll put it this way. You know what peanut butter tastes like to me? It tastes what? like tingling. <laughs> because it tastes like I, burning. No. I don't even, I don't even get a taste. The minute it touches my mouth, my tongue swells up, my lips swell up. It just tastes like tingling. So Ooh. it's like, it's one, so I don't know how, uh, what other people taste when they taste peanut butter. I wish I could get that uh, feeling, but I can't. So it's, it's on my list just because I have to avoid it. Well, see, I don't know if that necessarily counts though, because that's more circumstantial. It's not, it's not something that you honestly detest. It's something that you can't even fully experience whether or not you want it to. True. But it's one of those things too, that you know, like it ruins food for me. I, there's a lot of things I can't eat. I remember being at a, a friend's barbecue once and they had these uh, pork on stick uh, thing that they were making and it had a special sauce on it. I didn't even know at the time. Um, and so I'm like just eating different things there and suddenly I start getting that feeling. And I, I think there was some fish there and I asked uh, the, uh, the host, like, did you have like, did you cook that in peanut oil? Like, no, but the beef sticks that you've been eating are covered in peanut sauce. Like, oh, I did not realize that. 
And uh, luckily, nothing bad happened, but... <laughs> but then it's like in the back of your head, it's like, oh, God, I got... Oh, I'm, I'm counting down the minutes. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, just to give you mine, and I think this probably would emphasize my point a little bit more than uh, the peanut stuff, because this is not something I'm necessarily allergic to, but it's just something I absolutely detest. Pickles. Really? You hate cannot pickles. stand pickles, cannot stand them on my sandwich, cannot stand it if they're put on a plate next to me uh, and the juice flows over. I, I've been forced to take pickleback shots and I have <laughs> been cringed for the entire evening afterwards. I don't know what it is, but it's like when someone goes ahead and like if you order something without pickles and then they give it to you with pickles and then it's like, no, I, that's not what I ordered. Please take it back. If all they do is scrape the pickles off and the juice is still somehow on there, I'm still not fucking with it. It's just, <laughs> just the taste of it. I don't know if it's the sour, the brine. I don't know what it is, but it's just anytime I feel it, I smell it, it just ruins it for me. I, I'm not going to be able to enjoy it because that, that flavor is just going to be stuck on my tongue no matter what. Regardless of what I eat afterwards to try to cleanse it, no matter how much I soda or something I drink to try to drown it out, the, it lingers. It, it, it's like a disease. It's just vinegar. It's like COVID. Pickles are like COVID to me. Oh, so it's like I just stay away from them completely. It's so bad that, granted, the last time I had a barbecue, I actually went ahead and I got a jar for pickles for people that wanted it. To this day, that jar of pickles is still locked up in the back of my fridge. I am not touching it. I will never touch it. If anything, I have to actually deliver a mini fridge to my friend Lisa later today. I'm going to try to pawn it off on her. I don't care if it's expired or anything, but she's taking it. I'm not. Why aren't you it. just not throwing it out? <sighs> I feel no one's like gonna it eat would that. be a waste of my money. No one you give it to is going to eat it at this point. Now, I'll, if I if I can be honest here, I I'm actually very surprised about that because it pickles are actually one of my favorites. Like uh -huh. I used to used to eat them as a kid. I used to actually uh, buy bread and butter pickle uh, pickles and used to eat them with a fork right out of the jar. Um, I love them on my sandwiches. It's one of the reasons actually I did used to like the uh, the Chick Fil A chicken sandwich is because it would come with the pickles on it. Uh -huh. um, I love burgers with pickles on it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But Pickles do expire. It's time to throw that jar away. <laughs> it's never been opened. And as it's, far as I know, expired. the deep's still good. It, it doesn't matter if it's pickled. Uh, and that's actually a term. I know. That's uh, what I was like. <laughs> but it, it does have an expiration date. It is still a fruit in a jar with vinegar. Look, what someone else wants to do with it, fine. But since I did spend money on it, I am not simply going to throw it out. I'm going to uh, pawn it on someone else to throw it out. So you give it to me. I'm just immediately going to throw it in your trash. <laughs> well, that's fine, but I'm not seeing you later. I'm seeing her. And <laughs> she's the one that makes me do the pickleback shots. So if anything, she may just keep it just for the brine, not so much the pickles. Uh, and mind you, whoever invented the pickleback shot, 
Go fuck yourself. All right. <laughs> you went ahead and you took whiskey and you did one of the worst things you could possibly do to whiskey. So if you were the nut job that went ahead and created this idea, I hope you die and are put into a <laughs> jar of your own. And that is how you sit for the rest how? of your days, just fermenting in a jar of vinegar. Because you deserve this, you evil, evil bastard. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, you can hate what you hate, but. Man, the hatred on pickles. Wow. <laughs> this is what I meant by stuff that you hated. Yeah. I, I don't think I had that much hate for it. Like, I was trying to think about this, and the only thing that popped in my head was chipped beef. Like, I, as a kid, I hated chipped beef. But even now, like, my tastes have changed, and I kind of like it. I can't think of a food I hate. And the fact that you so despise pickles is just it's amazing. <laughs> You know, the, the only thing I'll hate, and this is what makes me a little bit weird. Maybe, maybe this will put us on even playing ground. Um, I don't like meat with a lot of fat on it. And in such, I'm weird about ham. I don't hate ham, but I will choose almost anything else over ham most of the time. Because if, it, if there's too much fat on the ham or there's too much of a raw piece on the ham, it ruins ham for me. Well, see, that's kind of interesting because I guess it would kind of depend on which ham you're talking about. Because like a cooked ham. Well, that's the thing. There's like there's two. Actually, and lunch meat too. Lunch meat and cooked ham. So even Uh, like a spiral ham, like you see in the cartoons. Yeah. Yeah, just like one of those. So if you get one of those spiral hams and you cut it and there's too much fat on it, or there's like a rough piece, like you know that like reddish, really tough part. Mm -hmm. I hate that. I, I can't stand it. And, and lunch meat has that too. So I remember as a kid, I used to get ham sandwiches all the time. And if it had that rough piece on it, I throw the ham sandwich out. Like I, I, I couldn't stand the taste of it. Uh, see, that, that's so bad because I mean, I get the deli ham is definitely more processed. So it probably doesn't taste as good as like spiral does. But I mean, as far as like pork products concerned, ham is actually the healthiest pork product you can have. So, and, I mean, and it's true. Even with the the fat or, you know, the the way it may be formulated, uh, I would still take ham over, say, like, you know, a, a liverwurst or a bologna or something like that. Which, on the other end, liverwurst is one of my favorite sandwiches. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I love liverwurst. <laughs> and, and I eat it probably weirder than anyone else who actually does like liverwurst. I will actually, I will get sliced up liverwurst. I will put it on white bread with ketchup. And I think it's delicious. It's a unique taste. I understand a lot of people do not like that taste, but I love it. I think, th- I think this little end part of the conversation purely describes like the whole purpose of this episode. It's like what some people will find like completely disgusting. Other people will go ahead and yeah, they'll love it. I mean, it's not like eating grasshoppers or anything, but certainly uh, <laughs> I've never pickles tried over liverwurst. It's like, mm, mm, but some people like it, so it's okay. But different strokes to different folks. So, Although I, I really question you with the liverwurst because it's like, I can't think of anyone that thinks it's like a popular lunch meat. So it's like, eh. I know it's not a popular lunch meat. I know a lot of people don't like it, uh, but it was something I was fed to as a kid. I always enjoyed it, and I still buy it to this day. Uh, my old roommate, a friend of ours, Mark, um, he used to see me buy it too, and he'd see it in the fridge, and he's like, what, the, what is wrong with you? I'm like, it's good, <laughs> as I'm pouring the ketchup on top of it. Um, 
Speaking of uh, eating and eating bugs, we're, we're coming near the end of the show, but you know, uh, I guess next week we should try to deviate a little back towards our normal stuff. What would you say towards reviewing uh, Space Force? And, there, and there's a reason I said eating bugs because there may be a scene or two in there. Well, wait, what, what, what would we be reviewing? Space Force with Steve Carell. Oh, is that show out now? Yeah, it came out last week. I, I, I figured you just didn't watch it because I didn't know if you had a Netflix account or not, but yeah. I, oh, come it, on. I've, I've practically got every account. I just found out <laughs> now that I can actually get HBO Max for free. Nice. So, uh, I didn't think it came out, though, because, I mean, as far as Netflix was concerned, I was focusing on 13 Reasons Why, the final season. Nope. So, it, it came out, it was released, and... I actually sat down and watched it. So I actually watched something new and something that Ryan didn't watch for once. And it this actually was pretty a funny. Disturbing universe. <laughs> this is the worst uh, universe. <laughs> the worst timeline. But okay. All right. Um, I, we can definitely do that. And of course, next episode, hopefully another week will transpire and there'll be some more news to, to go ahead and nitpick on, whether it be television, movies, gaming, whatnot. But, uh, yeah, no, if uh, you want to go ahead and you want to put in a review for uh, Space Wars, you said it was? Yes, yeah, Space Wars, not Space Force, except I did mean Space Force. So it's Space Force. It's, it's, it's Space ba- Force. It's based off the Trump thing, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's about, uh, uh, it's pretty much Steve Carell is playing a four-star general who has been tasked with starting the Space Force. Poor bastard. And it's actually, it, you know, you think of the show, and it's like, oh, it's just going to be this goofy mess. It actually is a really well-done show so far. I'm actually, I still got a, a few episodes I got to finish, but I actually think it's good. It's actually, they're not really attacking or siding with any sort of political uh, area. They're just, they're just trying to make a funny show about this concept. Okay, I will watch it. And next week, uh, along with whatever information I have to give you, I will let you know whether or not uh, I think you're wrong. So, <laughs> I think uh, that being said, uh, hopefully everyone's enjoyed today's a little offset episode. Uh, if you're not hungry by the time this episode is done, I don't know what more we can do for you. And uh, definitely eat healthy, eat hearty, uh, and don't forget to tip your delivery men whenever they come through. Yes. And if you have any suggestions for any other episodes, feel free to message us on Facebook. We are our most active there and we read just about all comments and posts that are put there. Um, You can also check us out at our multiple locations. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Podbean. We have our YouTube channel and you can find this all at our website, www.jtbigo.com. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you again for joining us for another episode. I bid you all adieu. Fuck you, pick my shots. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye.